Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the start of the football season edition of the Sylvester and Peck on Sports podcast. I'm Paul Peck from Ke- with Kevin Sylvester from buffalosportspage.com. We have been gone for the summer. Hope you've enjoyed your time off, Kevin. It's time to get back to sports. I've been working all summer, Paul. That's true. You have. been working on my golf tan yeah i know you have so um but uh so yeah you know we took a little bit of time off here but now that football is here and people are fired up and the fall is here and you've got stuff going on hockey's a couple weeks away uh it's time to get back and give some thoughts on what's going on all right everybody's you know the the biggest news right the the roster cuts of the bills LaShawn mccoy uh fine goodbye i was done i was done with them a year ago we talked about this in this podcast i was done with them a year ago I was done with them with the um, implications of off-field stuff. I didn't think he was that good. I didn't think the team was that good that they needed him. Uh, I was done with them. And then when he looked at the money, it just made sense. When they drafted Singletary, when they signed Yeldon, when they signed Gore, everybody knew he was cut. I think everybody who – Everybody knew then. Well, I didn't say everybody knew then. Uh, People who know the business of football uh, knew he was gone. It didn't make Strictly sense to keep from him. a roster management standpoint, you didn't understand how they were going to make it work. How are you going to keep this many guys on the roster? How are you going to keep them? How are you going to keep them active and play them? I think we all knew that's why the initial response to the drafting of Devin Singletary is: What are they doing, and what does it mean for the veterans? I think we all knew we were headed this way. And when you continuously have to, uh, well, well, when the general manager and coach are continuously asked about that player, then you know he's gone. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah, and again, all that stuff that they said about him was, you know, whether at the time they believed it or not, I don't know. But just, just trust your trust your brains here, people. And you know, I mean, everything they said about Lashawn or whatever wound up not being true because they knew he wasn't going to coexist in this setup right now. They Paul, knew they knew he wasn't going to be happy giving up carries to a rookie or giving them up to Gore and an unhappy Lashawn McCoy is not who you want on your team. There's an old saying about a duck, Paul. That's yep. If it looks and acts quacks like one, whatever. If it, if right? it walks like a duck, talks like a duck. Yep, looks yep. like a duck. So a duck. I don't think any Bills fan should be upset, except for the ones who have owned Lashawn McCoy jerseys. We'll talk about that in a moment. I don't think any Bill fan should be upset about him no longer being on the team. Uh, it is a young man's position, and if Singletary is the right guy, and I'm not sure I'm sold on that yet either. Um, but if Singletary's the right guy, he's going to be your leading rusher in both carries and yards. Complemented by Gore, Yeldon will have a role on third downs, short yardage in the receiving game, and between the three of them. You hope that your production will be equal to whatever you got from LaShawn McCoy at his peak. Do you know who the right guy is? It's Josh Allen's the right guy, meaning the quarterback throwing the football is going to open up the running game. That's how it works now in the NFL. It's a passing league, and you have to pass to set up the run. You do. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I mentioned the jersey thing. Our buddy Mike Gennetti from SpotTrack.com sort of brought this up. Like, like, who? what jerseys do you own now in this town? You know, I mean, a lot of people own McCoy jerseys. Those are goners right now. Other than Josh Allen jerseys and Eichel, like what else are you spending any money on? You've got young kids. I I don't, it's, so you may actually have to do this. This is why I buy jerseys. You know, <laughs> the t-shirt jerseys. <laughs> um, yeah, it's well, on, on football, right? You say, well, Allen. Well, um, yeah, you can buy it, and you could probably have that for a couple of years, right? I mean, the show. Listen, they can change numbers and nameplates. So if you're going to buy a jersey, buy one that's stitched so you can change numbers and right. nameplates right. on the jersey. 
Um, that's a, number one, my number one recommendation there because when it comes to football, I, you know, what jersey are you going to buy? Well, the Bills, I would say Tredavious White. Yeah, I know or he's got a Edmonds. I think either of those guys are, are going to be here long term and they're really good players. I think, yeah, those two guys, maybe Micah Hyde, be, be, you know, he seems to be a really likable guy and a hard-nosed player, but beyond you know ed oliver i think is going to be a really good player so there's another one that you know is going to be here for five years probably. okay fine because i used to have people ask me this all the time they come to me at saber games in our set and say hey uh, i want my kid wants a jersey who are you going to buy so this, this is what i told them tyler myers guy's gonna be here forever they just signed him to a big contract Guy gets traded, yep. Tyler Myers. Yeah, buying a Saber jersey is like a kiss of death, right? Don't buy a Saber <laughs> jersey from any player. You, you'd say Eichel is a safe bet. Uh, Jeff Skinner with his long-term contracts, a safe bet. Darlene. Darlene, safe bet. Um, again, for the foreseeable future, yeah. for All three right. or four years. So here we are on the brink of the course, start. By the way, I just want to say this about when it comes to jerseys. I will give the Sabres um, business department credit here. Because look what they've done with their so – this is the 50th anniversary season. They came out with a 50th anniversary jersey, the, the white jersey. I think the I think the buffalo and the logo looks great. The gold buffalo, I think that part's great. I'm not um, – you know, I don't think it looks bad, but, you know, it's it's a white jersey. I would have liked the shoulder pads on it like they used to have, uh-huh. uh, the old school. But it, it's, you know, that new sleek style uh, with a couple of stripes – I mean, it looks nice. It's a homage to their 50 years inside. The, you know, things you can't see. Uh, there's details on the jersey that you that are you got to see up close um, for it. Um, I think that's what I like about it. Um, but they've also did this. They're going next year. They're going yeah. to Royal Blue. So this is where they're smart. They got people buying their 50th anniversary jersey this year because they don't want to buy the regular one because they know it's going to be gone. Correct. And then they're going to buy the new Royal Blues next year. So they're going to yeah. get jersey sales two years ago. All right, so here right. we are on the brink of the start of the regular season for the Bills. We know what the roster looks like. They are who they are. Um, preseason completely, totally meaningless. Didn't change or add to my opinion about anything I saw whatsoever. So now that we know what this team is going into this season, your thoughts uh, and your expectations. Well, again, it all rides on Allen. I, I, totally I think agree. their defense is going to be pretty good. I think it will be, too. I think it was good last year. I, I think it will be good again this year. Uh, the defense will keep them in games, give them opportunities, I think, uh, to win football games. You know, I think they'll be in the conversation for a wild card in December. I just think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a big leap for me, and I think it's going to be another big year for Allen. More of a, and until I see him uh, throw the ball instead of run, um, I I think it's going to be another growing year for the Bills offensively, and you win with offense in the NFL. Yeah, couldn't have said it any better. I think seven you, and you, nine, you, Paul. I think you hit. I think they're. I think they have a chance to be nine and seven, which may or may not get them into the playoffs. I think you hit on all the big points. Josh Allen has to be twenty five to thirty percent better. However, you want to define that better than he was last year, and he has to run all. He has to run seventy five percent less than he did last year. Um, for me to for me to be happy about it, the receiving core is better, but it's not great. I don't love. Anybody in the receiving core, even Beasley will be a nice weapon, but but people want him to be Edelman and Welker, and he's not. Um, he'll help he'll help Allen, but I just don't know that they have a difference maker at receiver that a team is like, oh my God, how are we going to stop this guy? They don't have a difference maker at tight end. Um, we, we have yet to see whether they have a difference maker at running back, and I don't know that the line, the line is better 
but I don't know that it's great yet as they're still trying to figure things out and you have a center who's one more concussion away from maybe having to retire. So the, are they better than they were last year? Yeah, they were a disaster last year, so you, you were inevitably going to be better, but are they good enough to be playoff caliber? Not on offense in my mind. You know, I think you make you, you dropped in there a very interesting uh, point about Mitch Morse. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy was in concussion protocol all training camp, and you know, now maybe they put him there so he didn't, you know, they put him at risk, right? They could have been very, very cautious. But this is a celebrated move. It's and an eleven million dollar a year move. He's the highest paid guy, right, Mike? Not, not at me, yeah. Mike. Highest paid center in the yeah. league. Mike, Gennady and they did that, <laughs> and they did that because they were so desperate, and I'm sure they knew of his concussion history, and they chose to ignore it because of their desperation. That's like buying a refurbished TV, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, oh, I gotta say, it's free furbish. I don't know what was wrong with it, but right. it, like, no, I'm, I'm kidding. We're talking about somebody's head here. Not yeah. really something to joke about. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a real concern. And they traded their backup center to the Patriots. Well, yeah, well, so I, that may say, but that they've got other that... backup centers who are better than on the line on okay. the roster. I'm okay with that. I'm just, but I think Morse is going to be a big reason for Allen's success. So. uh there's a lot riding on him. There's and, no question. And when they did all those concussion studies, depending on which ones you believe, and uh, they said center was like the worst position to play for concussions. You got guys coming at you all from the all contact directions. all the time. Yeah. I'm like, huh. Yeah. I mean that 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 that's concerning. It's yeah. concerning for sure. So uh, you know, but again, all that said, I you know during the uh, preseason game a couple weeks ago when they put up the Bills schedule, I looked at the first six weeks and I'm like, man, they could go five and one. And they might, and and I don't think that's that's not being not having blinders on. You look at their early season schedule, and they're not really the only team they're playing. That's a team that you're considered to be an upper echelon NFL team are the Patriots. Right. So if the Bills are have just get a few things going and that defense maybe start, I mean, they can go to New York to beat the Jets. They can go to the win in the Giants. They've got the Bengals. Then they've got the Patriots. They got the Titans after that. Um, those are all winnable games, I think. This, this is an interesting game right off the bat because the Jets are right about where the Bills are, I think, maybe slightly ahead in the redevelopment, in the trying to be the one to challenge the Patriots. Um, I think you, you're going to be happy if the Bills split with the Jets this year. Does it happen in the opener? Can you go in there and win and set a little bit of a tone? They, Yes, I, I think this can be an interesting game. You know, you learn everything from week one to uh, week two. And you know that, that'll be a fa- Kevin's refurbished TV is making noise. Yeah, I over guess there, so. How'd you know that was refurbished? <laughs> um, anyhow, yes, they, they're in it. But here's the thing: Thanksgiving's when it, they, things get real, right? Sure. You know, so uh, they'll be in it. But then it becomes Thanksgiving, and that's when the veteran teams, veteran quarterbacks, uh, excel and move on. So yeah. that's when I'd be interested to see what they're at able to Jets, do. I'm sorry, at Jets, at Giants, home Bengals. Home Patriots at Titans at Dol- uh, home Dolphins. That's that the first, Titans game's not that's easy. That's the first. No, it's not. But but again, are they are they the Bills beat them at home last year? Are the Titans that much better than who we think the Bills are going to be? No. So uh, you know, is that a winnable game without question? So conceivably, six and one is not out of the realm of possibility. And frankly, as the schedule gets harder down the road, six and one might be necessary to get the Bills to that point where you want them to be in playoff contention in December because they may not have that many opportunities. Opportunities to win. So well, I got to um, tell you what, if they're, it, I'm, I'm just sitting here listening at six and one. I know it sounds crazy, but I just told you why. Okay. 
I just told you that that that's logic thinking, would say they could win those six, five of those I, six. All I can think of is a Princess Bride right now. Inconceivable. <laughs> Wait, now I'm am I misspeaking? Five and one? Am I thinking of one, two, three, four, five, six? Five and one is what I'm talking about. That's why I said those first six games, five and one, because then it's Eagles, Redskins, Browns, Dolphins, Broncos. Which, frankly, other than the Eagles, none of those, and the Browns, none of those are world beaters either. All that said, it's always easy to say who you think is going to be good in September, and anybody that follows the NFL knows that teams you don't think are going to be good are going to be good, and teams you think are going to be good are not, because that's how it always works in the NFL. I was just going to say, you know, let's worry about Week One. <laughs> yes, let's worry about Week One. So, uh, so there you go. It, it gets off and rolling uh real quick thought we've we're already past week one on the college football season locally here uh ub gets the necessary and required win over an fcs opponent um uh, and now they step up they, they go from maybe the one of the worst teams in fcs to one of the best teams in fbs playing the uh top 15 ranked penn state nittany lions on national tv kevin just, saturday night in front of one hundred and seven thousand. i just heard a lot of bs in there paul that's all i know <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, they're not supposed to win at Penn State, so... 24-point underdogs. No, they're not supposed yeah. to. They're, you know, and, and again, that's if why... If they can cover the spread, that'll be a victory. Yeah, uh, you know, um, the, the first two games, I think, are, are don't really, aren't really going to tell you very much about who their team is this year. Uh, they had an easy win over a bad FCS team. Uh, it, you know, are they going to win over the... 12th, 13th ranked team in the country. We'll see. Then, then it starts to get serious. But um, I think uh, I think there's some certainly a lot of intrigue with the local kid, Matt Myers, at quarterback. I thought uh, he only threw the ball 10 times, completed 5 of 10 passes, but showed his athletic ability and his skill set that I think is going to be fun to watch and develop over the years. Yeah, he's uh, you know, it would be a great story to have a, a local kid um, quarterback the team and do well so we'll see how his career i think winning the job was pretty significant yeah it come sure. on west seneca west and, and win that win that job in his second year at school yeah and again you're seeing this trend around college football now where freshman younger quarterbacks are playing and playing well um so i know there's like oh my god how they're starting a freshman it, it freshman won national championship as a starting quarterback last year hey fi- final thing i have uh should Tyree Jackson have stayed? Well, I think it's clear to say that he should have based on how this is all shaken out with him not being drafted, uh, not making the Bills roster, not making the Bills practice squad, not at the moment as we record this on Monday on anybody's practice squad. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to say he should have come back for another year and refined his game and given the NFL a whole year of having him on the radar as one of the best arguably one of the best, most talented senior quarterbacks in the country, I think that's what he deprived himself of, of an NFL general manager going, I really like that six foot seven inch kid. I want to watch him a little more and showing up at a couple games and seeing how he develops. So um, I think, you know, when you look at how Josh Allen winds up being a top 10 pick with a very similar set of skills and um, sort of road to the NFL from where he came from. A lot of that was people fell in love with him as they kept watching him because they knew he was coming out that year. Tyree surprised everybody by coming out early, and I don't think he ever gave himself that chance to sort of have somebody fall in love with him. So I can say I told you so. 
Yeah, well, okay. I, you know, um, <laughs> that's all I want. You know, when we had Tyree on this podcast, and you know, again, I, it's hard to sit sounds in like another, a nice enough. It's kid, hard yeah. to sit in another man's shoes, and 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 I'll I'll tell you one other thing about Tyree that was brought to my attention. One of his best friends that he had developed over the offseason passing camps and so forth was Mackenzie Milton, who was the quarterback from Central Florida, who had that incredibly devastating knee injury last year, where where they they didn't even know if they could save his leg. Nonetheless, is he ever going to play again? And and he, matter of fact, I remember Tyree after the MAC championship loss in Detroit wearing a lay around his neck. And I'm like, well, why is he wearing that? And then I you put two and two together and you found that that was show of support from Mackenzie Milton. You wonder if Tyree looked at his buddy getting hurt like that and said, I can't take this chance. I'm, I'm the MAC player of the year. I'm hot. You, you got to go now. I, I'm, I'm sure that had something to do with it. So, again, it's it's easy to look back and say he should have stayed. Um, you know, who knows? Uh, I, I'm still part of me, says an NFL that's all about the physical attributes. I can't believe there isn't a place for him somewhere to try to develop the other parts of his game. So um, we'll see what shakes out with that. What else? Anything else on your mind here uh, as we wrap, you know, but by popular demand, we had people clamoring for us to come back after our summer off here. So there's been a whole summer full of stuff. <laughs> no. Nothing? I'm, I'm, I'm good for right All now. All right, we're good. Well, enjoy the start of the football season. Uh, enjoy seeing how the Bills shake things out. Do not overreact to the first game of the year, even though everyone will, win or loss. It, do not overreact. It's a long season, and losing or winning the first game does not indicate where you're going the rest of the season. I know everyone will ignore that. Um, we'll see if we overreact when we get back together again maybe after the Jets game. How's that sound? <laughs> I'm not going to over. I don't expect them to win that game. So, All right. Well, there you go. We're back. Uh, thank you for, uh, for demanding that we come back, and we'll be here regularly to give you our take on what's going on in Buffalo sports here on the Sylvester Impact on Sports Podcast. <laughs>